You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Without further ado, Bobby Marks joins us here on 98.7 ESPN, former executive and uh, now NBA analyst for us here at uh, at ESPN. So, Bobby, good morning. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. Really do appreciate it. How you doing? I'm good, Anita. How are you? Uh, better than the, better than the Lakers. That's for sure. Uh, they lose. They lose to the Pelicans, one fourteen to one eleven. Uh, AD comes back last night, plays thirty seven minutes. I was really surprised. Uh, I was hosting our, our gambling show, We Can Wager, last night. I did have the Pelicans minus one and a half, so I won there. But I wasn't expecting uh, AD to play thirty seven minutes, twenty three points, twelve rebounds. LeBron played forty minutes, even though he's dealing with a bum ankle, put up thirty eight points. But McCollum, man, that trade. Kudos to the Pelicans. Man, he's, he's, he's averaging 28 points a game. He put up 32 yesterday. Ingram put up 29 as well. But more importantly, let's talk about this Lakers team. Now they're on the outside looking in. And look at the opponents that they have coming up. Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, the Thunder. Denver, actually, Denver twice in their next five games. Uh, Bobby, is, is this a Lakers team that might not even make it into the, the, the play-in scenario? Oh, I think there's a good chance they don't make it in. I, I think they could get to a point. I think that the, the hard part for them is, is that some of these teams that they're playing, um, you know, on the back end that are, you know, that could be resting players, it might not matter by then. You know, when you look at um, they don't have the tiebreaker with San Antonio, certainly don't have it. You know, they're not going to catch the Pelicans, um, I don't believe. Um, so it might be. I thought last night um, – against New Orleans was a must win just to stay in it. San Antonio, I think has Portland again, who they just blew out, um, um, last night. Um, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough to get in a, in a play-in and your reward, if you get through the plane would be the Phoenix Suns. So it's, um, on the other end, there's no, there's no incentive. I mean, certainly if guys are injured, there's no incentive to shut it down because, you don't have your draft pick, right? The Pelicans, if it falls in the top 10, have your own pick. So it was a double win for New Orleans last night. And um, uh, I would expect when we're a, a week from now when the season about is about to wrap up that the Lakers will not be, at least they will not be in the plane. So, so what happens now? You know, uh, there's a lot of talk and sec- speculation that Westbrook is going to be traded. Obviously this, that, that, that big three has been an experiment that has failed. Um, and and there's some talk and speculation that he'll come here to the Knicks. What are your thoughts on on is this is this just a, a bad um, is this just bad chemistry? Is this a bad fit for Westbrook, or, or do you feel that he's at the tail end of uh, of his career? What are your thoughts on him? I, I think the Lakers front office, um, you know, he's ex- Westbrook is exposed more because of the guys they've put around him. Um, certainly, they did not do a a strong enough job in, in free agency when you look at the Rajon Rondos and DeAndre Jordan, Avery Bradley, Kent Bazemore, Trevor Reza, you know, DeAndre, the list goes on of guys who really did not have an impact. You know, the guys that have had more of an impact are Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, right? Those are your three guys. And I think if they had better done a, done a better job, then, you know, Westbrook is probably not on an island by himself. Everyone expecting him to be the player that we saw in Oklahoma City and, even last year in, in Washington. So I think, I think that's going to be certainly the focal point. I think it's what you'll probably see is that the first order of business is figuring out what's going to happen with your head coach. And, you know, with Frank Vogel, you know, Frank Vogel all of a sudden didn't forget how to coach, you know, from, from 2000, 
you know, what, 20 when they won a championship to now. He's still a good coach, but the business of it is that he's going to be going in the last year of his contract, and, and technically guys like that, you know, you don't want that hovering over uh, over your head or over the organization. So I think it starts with, I think it uh, starts with, um, you know, Vogel, then it certainly starts with, goes to Westbrook as far as, He's on a $47 million expiring contract. You still got to take back, you know, $38, $39 million. Everybody is going to go through their offseason assessment as far as what didn't work, what, you know, do you have buyer's remorse as far as players that you signed as free agents here? And, 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 and we'll see. I mean, that's, that will probably be the, the big thing as far as how you turn, uh, turn this around as well as, you know, can you do a better job in free agency? Again, Bobby Marks joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's turn our attention to what's going on in our own backyard, and that is, of course, the Nets. Um, news today is that uh, Ben Simmons files a grievance to challenge nearly $20 million that is being withheld from the uh, the 76ers. Uh, meanwhile, you're talking about a guy that now there's talk and speculation that not only will we not see him this regular season, there's a chance we won't see him in the postseason. And you know better than I, you know, you, you need an epidural uh, for a back issue, to me, that, that's a really big red flag in, in, in regard to how serious what this injury is. So first things first, uh, let's talk about the grievance that uh, that Ben Simmons has has filed. Yeah, so, you know, uh, he was on a $33 million contract. He's lost about $20 million of that, and that's something that the Sixers are have begun to recoup starting with his, uh, you know, November 15th paycheck. Uh, the big thing from, from Simmons' standpoint is that, you know, the mental health aspect, there's uh, claiming that there's an injury there, so they, you know, they feel like he should be entitled to that money. And, um, you know, the interesting part is, is that he, he's, you know, he got an advance about $16.5 million. There's not enough money in his paycheck that started on November 15th for you know, for the Sixers and now the Nets to kind of recoup that loss. So he's been getting that deducted. Now they filed a grievance. It will go to arbitration, which, you know, takes a long time. I mean, probably about a year. Uh, And we'll see how this uh, plays out. And and I think there will be some, a lot of people interested because it could have, whichever way it goes, an impact as far as, you know, the, the next Ben Simmons out there who holds out as far as do they think, hey, you know, we can do this and still get our money back. So I think all eyes will be on, on that. And then you know, certainly from a playing standpoint, I, I would be surprised if we see Ben Simmons. You know, I don't think, you know, we've got, what, five games left, you know, uh, a week. The NBA season ends on, on the 10th. And then you've got the play-in. And then if the Nets get out of that, the, right, you know, the first round, it's, it's just hard for me to, to see them rolling him out for 15 to 20 minutes when he hasn't, stepped on the court uh, at all. And that's, I think he's the, the difference maker, right? I think he's the difference maker as far as where this Brooklyn team as great as Durant and Kyrie Irving are. Um, but for them to get through a Milwaukee or Miami, um, you know, two of the, two of the, probably the better teams in the Eastern conference, they need Ben Simmons. And I don't think they, I don't think they win a first round series if they're playing either of those teams. Yeah, right now Miami uh, at the top of the East, uh, the Bucks right behind them, and obviously the assumption is uh, whoever is in that second seed will face the Nets in the first round of the playoffs. You know, out of curiosity, like, did did the medical staff not do its due diligence? You know, I, I, I'm hearing you know the organization better than me, Bobby, but I'm hearing that that this 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 back injury is is a is a big concern. Um, are you hearing the same thing? Well, that's yeah, no, that's well. 
hey, they've got a high end. You know, their medical staff is as good as it gets. I mean, it's still the same guys that when I was there are there. Um, you know, showing with Dr. Will, Dr. Raleigh Williams here, and you know, but at the other end. There was a back injury. You know, this is not something that just popped up, right? There was a back injury of Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. You know, he had a nerve impingement that he missed a, a chunk of games. And he went through the physical, right? Like, he went through the, the trade was, um, you know, pending a player reporting and passing a physical. So he went through the whole physical. If something had popped up, you would have thought maybe, you know, Brooklyn goes back to Philly and asks for a little bit more you know, as far as maybe draft compensation, maybe another player. And from our understanding, nothing popped up as far as to, to, to go in that route. But here we are, you know, on the, the second day of April, and we have not seen Ben Simmons at all. So I'm sure everything is, you know, when you get through the, into the offseason, everything will be scrutinized as far as how how Brooklyn handled that trade, how where uh, Simmons is from a health standpoint. Because I said, you know, like, Durant is Kevin Durant is a you know top five player. Kyrie Irving is a top twenty player, but this team does not go you know further unless Ben Simmons is on the court. Um, let's 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 take a look at the East again. Miami one, Bucks two. I love Boston. Um, I think that Derek White trade was was really brilliant considering, I mean, we had no idea the writing was not on the wall in regard to Robert Williams. That's a huge loss. Hopefully, if Boston does win and continue to advance in the playoffs, and let's say, hypothetically speaking, they win the East, they'll get him back for the championship. Uh, only time will tell. But before the injury, I love Boston. I, 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 put, I put money on Boston to win the East. That's how much I love Boston. Uh, just a, a few weeks ago, of course, again, before Robert Williams' uh, injury, the 76ers, I just I, I think they're still a season away. I, I think especially on the defensive side of the ball. So to me, I think the best value here, and, and by the way, Miami, the whole, uh, I don't know what's going on with Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler, uh, but nonetheless, you know, they, they are not ending the season as strong as they started. I think the Bucks to win uh, at 6-1 to one is is some really, really good value. I just, I feel that they're the team that, right now is in a situation where they're getting healthier as we get closer to the postseason. We know how good they are, but for whatever reason, just, you know, you know, for not ever, we know the trade that went down. Everyone's talking about the nets, the 76ers, the, the heat, whatever, like, but for me, I just, the Bucks to represent the East and let it possibly upset. Cause I, I've got the Suns. don't sleep on Memphis. I know that, but at six to one, I think those, those are some good odds. No. No, they are. I mean, I think what we're seeing is probably like championship fatigue, right? Like, it's almost like with Giannis with MVP. I think Giannis is having as good of a year this year that he's had when he won, um, you know, those back-to-back years. But we kind of, you know, he's kind of on the outside looking in. I wouldn't be surprised, I, I, you know, if he makes a, a strong run here and, and we, we see his name potentially as the MVP when things are done. But I think they just have – they've got, you know, championship DNA – I think you saw it in the last three minutes of the Brooklyn game on, on um, you know, Thursday night, even without Chris Middleton here, that this is a team that deals with adversity at a high level. And I don't know if you can make the, the case for some of these other teams because some of these other teams haven't been in that position when you're, when you're down 2-0 and, and teams are counting you out. And if, if Giannis makes his free throws, you know, he goes 15 for 19, you know, certainly makes the big three, um, that is going to be tough tough to stop and when you as you know when you get to the playoffs all you're doing is playing you're playing eight your your line your rotation shrinks and i'm i'm at a good comfort level as far as the eight guys that the that milwaukee can put on the, on the court 
Before I let you go, Bobby, uh, again, you know, everybody loves the Suns for a variety of reasons uh, to come out of the West and win, but don't sleep on Memphis. I, I mean, look, <laughs> Memphis looked great last night. And what? Uh, they they didn't play the majority of their guys. I mean, it, and it's unbelievable. What are they on a seven-game win streak without Morant being active, as I like to call it, active and attractive. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on Memphis? I mean, 18 to one for Memphis to win the championship this year uh, could be tempting. Yeah. I mean, from a depth standpoint, I mean, it's the best and it's, it's the best in the NBA. My only concern with, with Memphis, and I know people will make a lot about the youth factor and I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I would just be concerned as far as what their matchup would be in the first round. And I don't think they would lose, but I think a, a Clipper team with Paul George, if, if the Clippers get to the seventh seed and, and win the play-in, will push them to the limit here. And it's it's always about kind of like you know, are you what do you what do you have left when you get to a conference finals as far as from a from a health standpoint and what the other two series have done. So yeah, I, I do like Memphis. I don't think they're afraid of anybody. I do think they have an edge. I think it will be interesting when Morant comes back because yeah, I mean, were they twenty and two without him in the lineup? Um, but that's the other thing, right? Now you're, you're probably, I don't think you can play 10 guys in, in a playoff series here. So it, that depth that they've relied on starts to shrink a little bit. Bobby, great stuff. So appreciate you joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, Anita. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.